0: Black males are the fastest rising demographic for suicide on the planet, which is why we've created the first suicide prevention hotline specifically designed for black males. We Got Your Kinfolk. We Got Your Kinfolk is full of professional kinfolk ready to give you a pep talk from a 100% real black grandma, uncle, big cuz, or that nigga on the bus who just be knowing what to say. Call us and request Grandma Ella. Baby, the devil is busy, but I got about three prayers saved up to whoop his stinking ass. Or request Uncle Junebug. Boy, don't you be into nothing. I just made $112 off NFTs, brother. Need to get in the game, young blood. Don't end your life, black man. Give We Got Your Kinfolk a call today. Yo, we are back. Live, baby. Well, not live, but you know what I'm saying. But what's up, y'all? It's your boy, your co-host, Joel Boyd. We are so sorry, man. We have been trying to release the show. It's been so difficult the past, maybe it's been over a month, maybe two months. Uh, I've been writing for a TV show uh for the last six weeks or so. Um, and it's just been one of those jobs where I could not do anything else. But now we are back. We've been recording these episodes. We got so many on the back burner that are coming out to you guys each week. So please stay with us. Today is no different, man. Our amazing guest, we got the brilliant comedian, writer, actor, Beniam Bizonet. He's blowing up so you can keep up with him. We got an amazing interview with him coming up. We also do just want to say, we get into a little bit of it with our intro today. We talk a little bit about the unfortunate event. Um, if you live in la and you know anything about uh the young comedians out right now jack Knight was apparently reported a suicide um a young comedian who was honestly ahead of his time I mean he was really setting a tone for I think what could have been un- unfortunately um a a really long successful career and um it really was one of those times where all the young Black comedians in L.A. texted each other. And and we all just kind of had a moment where we were just checking in on each other. And it's so important. You never know what somebody's going through, man. So seriously, if you are having any doubts, any thoughts about harming yourself, please, please seek out help. So um, trigger warning if, if depression or any of those kind of topics are uh, triggering for you. Um, we hope that that you can find some solace in uh, today's episode. Um, also, if you're in the L.A. area, I got some shows coming up. So September 10th, come check me out doing stand-up at uh, Show & Tell. You can come see that live variety show. It's always a great time. It's always a kickback. And then on uh, September 16th, I am doing a set at Garden Comedy Hour. So come check that out. Um, it's gonna be a great time. I'm having so much fun on stage now. I'm getting back and I'm I'm writing new shit. So come through. You can find all that show info on therealjoelboy.com. But yeah, man, today's episode is is really amazing. So let's get into it. We got the intro from me and Ralph, and then the interview with the great, hilarious Benny and Bizne. So welcome to High Power. <laughs> I think it, it's literally like what gets you out of bed.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: sometimes it, that's depression. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. If you can't get out of bed like that's that's where I start to worry about myself. Like because there's times there's but it, it has to be a deeper internal journey or reasoning because if it's something if it's for ah, man it's, I, it's hard bro because yeah. cap. if it's just money or if it's just approval, it can be hard. I to
1: mean, not having there. money is depressing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Some people are just like, fuck, if I don't got bread, but I don't got no job. Yeah. That's the point of even just, I'm just gonna sit here, because I'm not giving no value to nobody. I'm not valuable. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, it's just, I'm just gonna think about my, like, my situation because I don't know about anybody else's, because everyone's depression is kind of different, you know what I mean? Some people like They say some people, like, if they leave a messy house and they like mess, they have some form of depression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But I'm just like, maybe cleaning up. Maybe cleaning up is a depression thing, too. You're just like, I got to clean up so I can feel better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like, I don't know if that's science. There's something that, there's something in in, uh, mental health, like, articles or magazines that I've read where it's like, if you can, if you're sad, obviously you, you want to, you want to let the feeling pass. Like, I think I have problems with that. Like, <laughs> this is fucked up, but uh, I don't care, but whatever. I, I started to talk to my sister about toxic positivity because I, I, I do think there are some forms of my family that can be like, this is me being like I know what that comes from cuz we're a very like positive group of people mm-hmm. but like me and my sister literally started breaking down like asking each other like deeper questions like do you think we're we we could come from a like being products of toxic positivity where we aren't actually going deeper into like feelings that of 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 doubt and like Sadness and really breaking things down because we, you know, as a society and I think our family likes to put a bow on things. I'm like, you know, even if we get off the phone and we're talking about like death, it's like, oh, well, they're in a better place now. But it's like, damn, okay, do we just put a Band-Aid or like a bow on something that actually isn't solved? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be solved. Mm -hmm. That's how you actually move through these difficult, nuanced emotions so I think I'm, think I'm in that place now where I'm like, fuck, I think I had to apologize to my girlfriend the other day because I was like, I think I, there were times where I, I do, I'm trying to fix things. Like I'm always trying to solve things and sometimes things aren't solvable mm-hmm. and I have to be like, okay with that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Especially when they're not even asking for the problems to be solved. Right. Yeah.
0: They're just asking for you to listen.
1: Dang, toxic positivity. I would say is that it is a bad thing to be toxic positive like cuz you never go into like the de- it's like more of a christian thing to do you mm. mm-hmm. uh, know. not to bash the whole i think old school christian thinking let me let me clarify that like yeah. old school christian thinking where you don't talk about your feelings you just you just like oh it'll be it'll figure it itself out jesus got you like type mm-hmm. like oh you're good it's okay like things like you know like and then you don't really like no i'm not good I'm like, I need to really go into it. And they'll just be like, oh, maybe you should talk to pastor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pastor, you know, like, so maybe that kind of stems from that. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we both grew up Christian, right? I feel like mm-hmm. there is a lot of toxic positivity definitely there yeah. where not real issues are being handled, mm-hmm. but just like just being passed over, grazed over, and then, hey, read this chapter in the book and this should be good for you. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really yeah i could see that does it fuck up kids of course yeah you know what i mean because you're just like hey i'm never going to tell you how i feel ever again because you really didn't really consider how i feel so i'm I'm just going to internalize this and internalize this and but then you find your people that are real like when you have a real conversation with somebody i guess that's what that's when you can like really build a relationship with them like Mm -hmm. with your parents you're like nah i feel like this, 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 this. Like, I don't know how you feel, but this how I feel. And I, I think the biggest bonds I've had with my parents was just when I was, like, talking real with them. Yeah. Like, real talks. Like, real talks with them. And they were just like, oh, okay. Wow, okay. Yeah. And then you kind of, like, you got to break, I don't know, between you your sister, and you are probably doing a great job of just, like, kind of, like, changing the conversation now. Mm-hmm. Like, between even you guys yeah. like you know like sometimes like we forget like our siblings are our siblings and we just like brother sister and we're just like oh they're always cool like mm-hmm. you know, i could just and they're really going through shit too we forget they're humans like we forget like they have their own ideas and their own ways and their own mm-hmm. ways of doing things they're no longer part of the unit as we used to right. be. right
0: but or- you and and we had to say that the last time <laughs> i went home i was like damn like my little sister Joy, I was like, Joy, we love you so much, but you still look like nine year old Joy to us forever. Mm, yeah. It's not our fault. We want, I want you to know you are a grown woman now. Yeah. And you are, you have opinions that I need to hear, but it sucks because me and your brothers still see you as that little girl that's our younger sister, yeah. even though. You, uh, you know.
1: She grown. How's your sister?
0: How old is she? Yeah. She's a year younger than me. Okay. So we're only a year apart. Yeah. So she's. Yeah.
1: That's how my sister's. It's her birthday today. Oh. Like, so she, uh, she's grown now. She's 24. I yeah. was like, damn. But I see you as. I know. My little sister, bro. Because it's funny because, like, your siblings, like, they're real people. like And they'll mm-hmm. surprise you. They'll surprise you when they have something s- smart to say. You know, we can always laugh about past traumas and all that. But when you're, like, going through something, you call your, your sibling and they say something, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> you're smart.
0: <laughs> I feel like I was pretty wide-eyed growing up. But Joy was really, my little sister, she was very quiet for, like, 20 years straight. And now that she's talking, people are like, "Where is this? Jo- where was this coming from?" Like she's very like blunt mm.
1: now, a little bit.
0: and she's like, "Yeah, because I was watching y'all last
1: yeah, yeah." Oh shit, she's one of those. Yeah, exactly. Got got <laughs> and another thing, Auntie, <laughs> <laughs> nobody liked the pie because it ain't good. <laughs> I mean, that's our intro. Depression, it's real. But it is real. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't have the proper medication for it, I don't think. Like, I'm doing, like he said, like our guest said today, he's talking about balance. You got to, like, balance your life. And once you don't balance it, there are tools for you, like, to hop on and just, like, all right, you can. But I don't ever, like, have the tool. I just know I need to, like, go back to balancing. I don't have, like, I Mm -hmm. I don't have the pills to, like... Okay, Mm -hmm. shit. And also, I'm scared of those. Yeah. Like, I'm really, like... Not that I'm scared of medication, because you tell me this thing right here, you can have sex with anybody and no STDs for life, I'd be like, I'll take that shit for (laughs) real, like, all day. But, like, when it comes to, like... You see how (laughs) fucked up that is? It's like, yeah, you can have this pill that cures, like, every cure. But, like, mentally, like, damn, I'm like, do I want that shit fucking up my brain? But I also smoke weed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just, like, all these things. Like, I know there's seasons of sadness. I know there's seasons of, like, abundance of joy. And then there's seasons of, like, you know, like, happiness. And then there's seasons of just, like, yo, I am in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, like, do you take a pill when you're feeling sad so you can feel the abundance of joy? Mm-hmm. What if it's not that season? What mm-hmm. if it's not spo- your, your season is reflection now? So, right. as much as it's sad to reflect, you still got to go through the reflection. Is it, like, am I fucked up for, like, changing the biology? Right, right, right. You know, right. like. You know, there is a bunch of also, like,
0: just to be real about it, there's a bunch of people who made this system and are profiting from people believing
1: that they need drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom was the same way. She was a pharmacist, and she would be like, nah, you don't need this. And mm. I'd be like, bro, you're like, nah, you don't need, like. You don't need Adderall. You don't need. You just need to focus. Your here are the tools. You can mentally do this. You're being, <laughs> even though she was calling me. She didn't call me lazy, but it's just like you can do this. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, but I definitely got to say respect to Jack Knight out here in these streets.
0: Yeah, man. Sad. Bro. you know.
1: Sad. Sad. Um, love and power to his family. Strength mm-hmm. to his family. And the realest close way. To him, man. Uh, yeah, in the realest way. Friends mm-hmm. like. I mean, I seen him around, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't say like, we're cool like that. But I did see him two weeks before, like that shit was crazy. Mm -hmm. Shook his hand. That man was a grown man, but he was only 28. You Know what I mean? So I was just like, man, respect to him. I mean, this conversation like led me to, I mean, like I say, every week with every guest, this shit inspired me to like, okay, I know I'm working but I have to make the time. Yeah. Like as hard as it's going to be, this is going to be better for me in the long run cuz yeah. I can't sustain what I'm doing right, right. now. Right.
0: That's it. It's uh <laughs> being able to sustain. Yes, sir. That's it. Uh well y'all man, you already know we got a hell of a guest coming up right after this commercial break. Comedy writer, comedian actor, Binium Bizine. Uh he's a writer for Dave on FX. He's, uh, he's been a writer before on Jimmy Kimmel on ABC. He had a, a, a web series on Comedy Central called How to Be Broke. Hilarious man. We talked to him about some pretty amazing stuff and he's pretty open about his uh, relationship with depression and uh, we, we, we appreciate him for that. So uh, if you would like to support him, you can follow him on IG at Benny and Biz. Uh, he's also on Twitter at the same name. That's his first name, Benny M B I N I A M B-I-N-I-A-M and then B-I-Z. Uh, that's on uh, both IG and Twitter. So after this commercial break, you'll hear a lovely conversation with the great comedian, Vinny M. Bizine. You ever just wake up and go to your closet and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to wear today, but I want to feel like myself. Like I want to feel dope. I want to feel super charged. Like I'm a superhero putting on my uniform. You know where you need to go alert clothing brand. These guys are a young fashion company doing amazingly positive things. I mean, they have premium materials. They have t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and and all original designs with these creative sayings that just let you know that you are coming into your power as a human being. They, They try to really encourage everybody who's a part of their movement to enlighten themselves and stay vigilant on a journey of finding the best you. You know what I mean? You you, you want to feel like you you on your purpose, like you you confident, like you feeling self-awareness and self-development. So I need you to go ahead and get your fashion game up. Go to alert.com. That's allir tcom And you can also keep up with them at alert brand on Instagram. And when you get to that website, I need you to do one thing for me. You got a discount code only from us at High Power Podcast. Go ahead and type in power. Pod on the checkout. All right. That's your code. Go ahead and type in PowerPod for an exclusive discount only from high power listeners. So go ahead and get into the best self that you possibly can with Alert Clothing Brand. All right. They are here to remind you that you are a God having a human experience. Alert.com.
2: Well now you gotta.
1: I know i gotta figure out
2: get ken get kendrick on get the pod collab
1: is he still on that high power he's new now he's kung fu kenny dude he, oh uh, i
2: think like he's jesus now yeah he's Yeah. Black. yeah yeah in a way he is new pictures yeah. yeah well what's crazy about the new shit is that he's got that crown on uh with the thorns mm-hmm. but it's like a diamond encrusted three million dollar crown yeah in the pictures yeah yeah so oh so it's like
1: it's a real deal, crowd.
2: It's just like hilarious because it's like <laughs> Jesus is like you know the meek shall inherit the earth, and it's like yeah, check out my <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: diamond <It's> encrusted, encrusted <laughs> for your sins. sins. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. <laughs> Jesus died, for your for
2: sins.
1: sins. <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean. Without Jesus, a lot of jewelers would not be in business, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. He's like, hey, Look, I don't want that I don't want that he thorn crown right no, I don't want that. It's no, too no, nice. No, no, it's too no, no, nice. No, no, no. I need that. Let's play it out. Yeah, play it yeah. out.
2: Thorns,
0: that's first generation. Look, it's
1: like, it's
2: like I'm Jesus but like I'm iced out Jesus. I
0: got the okay. thorn threes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't thorn just go with threes. threes, the, thorn
2: threes the thorn
1: threes. That's hilarious. He,
2: di- he died for our sins, such <laughs> as getting diamonds from Sierra Leone, you know, like that, that sins <laughs> like that, you know? <laughs> <Sheesh>.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. We're both, we're all comedy writers. Uh-huh. I had, re- I written a joke on the show I'm working on right now. Uh, just trying to think of like a recognizable j- like dance that I could uh-huh. say for like yeah. a reference and a joke. Yeah. So I, I referenced the Nene.
2: That's the biggest one.
0: It's like it's still it's fresh ish. Yeah. It's like it's it's a very millennial dance though. I was like I was trying to think of something that's a little more People Gen know. Z. Pe-
2: people know like that too. The fucking. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The freaking. The whip. Uh, the whip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's all.
0: That's the same dance. But yeah. Nene. But then Nene. so the host though I'm not gonna name who it was but the host was like ah oh, that's a little bit of a dated reference and I was like
2: fuck. It was like, here's more recent one. Something like Macarena. I know. what, <laughs> 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 no, what did they really say though?
0: Uh, no, no. That I I didn't even get a chance to update oh. the joke. Like, cause we had to go. It was like one we, I'm working on one of those shows where we just gotta have the
2: material. Like, wow. Were, were they black or white? Uh, I was a black host. Okay, so I trust them. They, they, yeah, no, they
0: no, no, no. yeah, no, 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 no. No, a
1: little dated. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dated.
0: But it, it, I knew the because the joke is Sonic. It wasn't anybody doing the dance. Mm. So I was like, okay, it has to be a, it has to be a word. It has to be a name oh. that people know of a dance. But then I started researching like some of the newer dances, and uh, I don't even know what some of these are. But like TikTok, it's there's this big one that's like the City Rock Shuffle. Oh. Do y'all know this? No, let's see it. I don't even know how to do it. Is it, is even... it the
1: one with the A hey, Baby? Uh, hey, I think babe. so. I yeah. think it is. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, right. hard though. Isn't that it's... is the hardest it's... dance. Yeah. Isn't that
2: the shit like coming back that is it just jerking coming back to it, a little bit?
1: It's like reinvented yeah. jerking. It's like the example of like, yo, these these young kids are taking it to another level of okay. like yeah. freshness.
0: And they have like time and like energy. Bro, they, they, make, these videos. they film it
1: in malls. Like yeah, they're doing yeah. productions in malls. Yeah. Where I was just like, is this Michael Mann or this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, they buy Ronin's,
1: like <laughs> tripods and all these. Yeah, they that got the,
0: the angles, bro, That's and the they
2: thing. got free
1: extras in the malls. Yeah, great. It,
2: it looks way cooler that because it's in a mall because people are just walking by with their orange Julius. and yes. they're just like yeah. fucking Whoa. like, and you're and it's like so choreographed in line with each other. Yes, in bro. a way where yeah. you're like.
1: Wow, I like mean it, that dance is world peace right there because <laughs> it stops everybody. No matter what you're doing, you're like, what are they doing? And then you got to respect them because they're like moonwalking. Yeah, like that name is too long for it. the city, city, rock, yeah. shuffle? Like city rock shuffle. City rock shuffle.
2: It feels like for a joke, it's way too like. It's like, yeah. how, how What was the what was the line? The
0: context of the line. Oh, it was some joke about like surprises mm-hmm. and finding out like some like the 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 accountant. At your office, at the office party, hits a pretty good nay like that was the joke.
2: Yeah, so it, that's why na works because it's like such a like bam. You recognize, you know what it is? Yeah. Bam, man, he hits a pretty good city rock shuffle. Just doesn't have the yeah, same. Yeah,
0: took a yeah yeah like, yeah.
1: To, and it sounds like it sounds older. Yeah, it sounds sounds shuffle.
2: like the sh- <laughs> like the <laughs> shuttle bug or something. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> the June mashed bug. potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: City Rock Shuffle. Let me tell you what I used to do. I can do the
2: the TV antenna. You know, like
1: seems like some fake weird shit.
2: Yeah, it sounds yeah. made up.
1: Yeah, City Rock Shuffle Show. does sound like a Raven's <laughs> home. Yeah,
2: hundred percent. What do you think? What do you think? Like, city? Does that mean it came from a specific city? I'm trying to figure out like where City Rock is. I don't
0: know, and it's not even spelled like they spell it. Don't quote me on this, but yeah. I think it's C I T I R O K.
2: Um, it's spelled like Citibank. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's just Citibank. <laughs> the Citibank, the Citibank shuffle. No, know, 100%. These we companies will different. do that. Once it gets popular enough, they'll be like, it's the Citibank shuffle. they'll yeah. <laughs> have it in, in like a commercial. Bro, yeah. I'm trying yes.
1: To
0: give you a check for this.
2: It sounds like you
1: just. Yes. You just, I could definitely see that. It'll
2: be like, in honor of Juneteenth, we're doing the Citibank Shuffle for all our Black and, like, they do.
1: I, I don't know what you're thinking. Samuel Jackson's narrating it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you all noticed that though? Like the, um, like all these companies, though they're doing they, it's like they kill a trend on purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
0: they'll see if something's bubbling up, like lit. The word "lit" got killed by the commercial industry, like they were just like, "We're gonna make every commercial use this word, because it's the <laughs> hottest word." And then everybody that ever used it was like, "Yeah, I'm done with that
2: word." Well, now. you know what the, it was? Was they started? They started hiring people who are really like mm-hmm. big in Twitter, are good at that meme culture, to be like, "Oh shit, you run that page. We're gonna hire you to do the Oreo account." And then yeah. the dude tweeting for Oreo then is like. Uh man, Nabisco ain't pee or whatever, you know? Cause they like saw it on like, or, yeah. the, or they'll be like, man, this cream filling is really bussing, yeah. And it just is like, <laughs> You're like, ah. But the majority of people, cause like I see that and I'm like, this is so corny. But then I look at the replies and everything. All these people were like, hilarious. The, the
0: Oreo is so funny. I think it's just like, White kids yeah. that feel involved,
1: mm-hmm. it, it, like because they're like,
2: I get common- that. I get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bro, when a white mom says "lit," then I'm out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Once it reaches that, mm-hmm. then I'm just like, all right. I'm, they started
0: like people in uh, executives now are like saying "low key." Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Huh. I mean, some of th- and sometimes it once it gets to that demographic, they'll change the actual motivation or the meaning of the slang like i'm not i think i think i have seen loki used in the correct context yeah but like some of them it's like i'm trying to think of a more recent one where i was like huh y'all oh i think karen karen
2: yeah karen
0: has been has changed it started off being like you know black folks being like okay this is our word for you know, a, a white woman specifically who is high strung and trying to be a control freak yeah. in a situation where she has no business trying to control the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it evolved where I started to hear like middle-aged white folks start to use it. And, you know, professional folks, you know, people that are just, uh, I forgot what context I heard it, but I was just, it was on another job a couple of years ago. And they were like, these Karens, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Huh. I forgot what, what the context was, but they had changed it and it didn't mean that anymore. Ooh. To them it was something else. It
2: almost it's like it used to mean kind of like a white woman who uh, you know, talks to the manager, but then it kind of evolved into being like anyone who is kinda a stickler mm-hmm. for the rules. And that could be like any race. And that's how it's that's how I see it being used now, where okay. someone is like a snitch or something. And you could be like a Mexican teenager. It's like, man, stop being a Karen right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. I didn't even know it had gone that
0: far.
1: You think it's our fault? Because we're like around these people in the professional setting? No.
0: I think they're going to find it anyway.
2: I think the internet does it. Because like what you are saying, you know how it's like the the lifespan of a a slang word is like, once it gets to these people. But now, because of the internet, they see it
1: immediately. It's, like, fast.
2: It, mm-hmm. it used to be that it would have to, like, reach them through conversation or
1: mm-hmm. whatever.
2: And so it take, like, years even. Right. You know? But now, I feel like a thing gets played out, especially, like, I remember... So, y- you know the thing with Gunna? And he was like, that's not P, that's P. Yeah. Did you remember seeing that? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it was maybe... 2 days before i saw like radio shack saying
1: that's not p. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was like major businesses saying p. Yeah. Like like there's p like on tweets. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of like wow. corporate like you're like it got played out so fast. Super yeah. quick. Yeah. Like the song came out probably like a month before everyone else was just p. p. Yeah. I mean, good. If you're an artist, good job for the branding. Yeah. Good job for the marketing. Yeah. Because everybody, Nike was using P. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I was just like everybody, and you know what? That P word comes from the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what I learned. Oh. Yeah. That's how they call pimps and players. They say uh, P. Oh. They wow. say P all the time. Mm-hmm. But Gunnar kind of put. He didn't say he that he originated it. He yeah. just put it in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And then boom. Bruh, bruh.
0: You ever think you think somewhere there's like a uh, like a group of these dudes and and women who make up these phrases and they're just like it's like the, it's like the the I Love Lucy scene where they can't catch the conveyor belt like they're like fuck I can't even get I can't even make a new one you guys are <laughs> it's shit. like it's I like mean, a yeah.
2: what if it's a writers room of like 40 uh, year old white dudes <laughs> it's like the people who wrote on Frasier and they're like oh, we need a new one. For <laughs> It is interesting to think of the etymology of slang and like how it actually bubbles up. It's got to be like a bunch of coincidences and it somehow getting to the right person who can amplify it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But the it's not even necessarily a celebrity, famous person Mm -hmm. to amplify it. It's someone cool, Mm -hmm. like it's the cool person in your like in your group. Like Mm -hmm. you know who it like. We're all cool, but there's that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wake up cool. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean. They don't have to work. And then they say the phrase. You are like, damn. They said that's your fresh. Yeah,
0: because they can say it better than yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like the first, it's almost like they make it look delicious.
1: Yeah. You yeah, yeah. know,
0: like the first time you heard somebody say like busting or some shit uh-huh. or yeah. dope and you were just like, oh, how does it, how are they saying it like that? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, how are
1: okay. the new slang though? You know the new slang term I am thinking is I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the new one. Like it used to be like. I ain't gonna lie to you bro like you yeah. know what I'm saying now it's like I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold, hold you. you I was like where did that come from it came within like this year yeah
2: it's it's funny because they if you do track it down like they they used to do a show on NPR that was all about like the etymology of words but the words they would choose would be like or or like a phrase like an apple a day and they would track down where it came from mm-hmm. but I would love to see one that's about like, you know, black slang terms, like, I ain't gonna hold you, because it's like, it must have come from somebody, like, I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna hold you back from doing what you want to do, but somehow that turned into, but because it, it feels like it could be used with, like, I ain't gonna lie to you, but it could also be like, I ain't gonna hold you, but I didn't really like your design or whatever, mm-hmm. like, is it, that's kind of how it's used. I've never I, said that. Like, well,
1: yeah, that's how they do yeah. like, it's like, I ain't gonna lie to you. But I feel like it originated like someone that's telling a story and they're lying about how long the story is. Like, I ain't even gonna hold you real quick. But yeah. let me tell you, like, yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. And it's just like, damn.
2: Oh, you know what it is? Like, I'm not gonna hold you up to the light. I'm not gonna like, ho- I'm not gonna, I get it. I get it. It's like, I'm not gonna like, mess you up right now, basically. Mm. Like, I'm not. That's uh,
1: pretty much what the slang is. Yeah, yeah. Yo, <laughs> what? Some slang doesn't hit. Like, so I remember across yeah, like, Sometimes it's regional. Under, yeah, it's regional. Yeah. I remember, I think in my high school, it was like Gator. Like, that was the thing. Like, yeah. Gator. Like, we used to be like, if things were cool, like, yeah, that ain't Gator. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. Like, that was our P. But yeah. I thought everybody was saying that Wait, shit. Wait, was that in Flo- that was yeah, Florida? Yeah, it was in Florida. Like, that was like yeah. Palm Beach, though. Yeah. Like, that's how specific that term is. You know,
2: like, I feel like it starts in friend groups because it becomes a bit of like a yeah. little, like, oh, this is our thing that we say. That's kind of an inside
1: joke to us. Yeah. So there's gotta be like a marketing behind, like a PR behind the word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta go in the barbershop and someone in the barbershop gotta carry it on to their friends mm-hmm. and they carry it on. Like, That's
0: a, I think it's like the content. I think what has to, it has to be perfect. It has to be a perfect recipe because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in
0: order for it to catch like wildfire, you got to understand the context of it and be able to repeat that context next time you want to use it, right? Yeah. Because, like, like, I remember, like, when I was in high school, low-key was, like, on fire. It was, like, it was just so cool to say it and, like, the but it, there were so many contexts in mm-hmm. which you could say that. To yeah, me. Like, yeah you know and then of course we started saying high key and all this shit yeah. yeah but it was just like i think with a phrase like i ain't going to hold you it's like it's got to be it's got to be enough of a repeatable context where people at work or yeah. people at you know in a family function or your roommates you could literally be like oh this is the perfect context to use this very new cool thing i just <laughs> you know uh, i just give uh, you this you I'm, know what
2: a a big one it like i think part of it's like what looks good on the internet now like mm-hmm. I feel like a big part of P taken off was that there's a P emoji that it means like parking, but then they used it for that. Oh,
0: you know? that's funny. Ooh. And then I think
2: same with like cap, because there's like a cap emoji. And then yeah, people can be yeah, like, kind of, they yo, could just put a bunch of like hat emoji. Yeah. I, I forgot, forgot about. about cap. Yeah. Well, yeah. That
0: was. Because
2: it used to be no cap. And yeah. then it changed. Then there were, it became, you could just say. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap. Or just cap 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 yeah, cap. Cap. yeah. Mm-hmm. which is all funny
1: <laughs> yo that shit niggas be capping i love yeah, that shit i love that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo capping bro i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna hold you bro i, I love. love that shit bro. yeah i love capping <laughs> cap. <laughs> like somebody yeah just doing that. hey
2: that's not p i ain't gonna hold you you capping yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> niggas knew exactly what you said bro i ain't gonna hold you
0: <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Uh, it, do do you feel? Cause you're you're is your whole family Ethiopian?
2: Yeah, straight from.
0: Are you so? You how long were you there
2: before coming here? Or how? I was born in Indiana, but okay, okay. They moved here in like 1980, and then I was born in 89. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, so I grew up here the whole time, but yeah, definitely like you know African household. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Did you ever feel um, growing up or in your childhood like? the kind of distance between black folks that are from a, you know quote unquote that you know african americans versus the african community I, I think
2: for sure i think there's a lot of like uh it's the thing of it's it's the classic thing like mixed people feel it like whatever yeah. like of like and i think a lot of like even if you're black american there's this idea of like black the quote unquote and then there's like what individuals actually are right yeah and so i feel like when we were growing up that idea of what black was was pretty like narrow because it was just like in movies and tv and music videos it was just like this uh, almost a thing that was you know white people are the heads of these studios and these mm-hmm. music labels they had a financial incentive to kind of promote us like this is what it means to be black black a black dude is the Side character in the movie who says, like, in, you yeah. know, not another teen movie, they just have the guy who just says bling bling, you right, know? Right, and right, right, That was, like, a, a very true commentary on, like, what you would see growing up. And so it was real easy to look at the media and be like, oh, I'm not, like, that exactly. I guess I'm not black enough mm-hmm. or whatever. But in reality, so many black people were feeling that same way. And so mm-hmm. it's like... Uh, I feel like that uh, the idea was so common and then you see and then you hear you know I remember when Donald Glover first came out yeah. and he was making like an album that a lot of people say is corny today Poindexter uh no camp oh camp, camp and yeah. I loved camp
0: yes yeah, and
2: because it was because he was saying the things that I hadn't heard. Any black people be able to say in like a mainstream fashion, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I thought that this was like I'm the weird black person," but then it was like, "Oh no!" Like, so it, it, the the idea of black was created by white media people,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, mm-hmm. and then and then I think once it started to open up after people like Donald and Issa and all these people came around, then it just became like, "Oh, this." idea of black was a construct and black black people are so like you know mm-hmm. contain multitudes right mm-hmm. so i i would hear like don glover being like culture shock and barbershops because i ain't hood enough we all look the same to the cops ain't that good enough and yeah. i'll be like yes yes i've been saying this you know yeah but i definitely growing up before i had any sort of like person like that to look to definitely struggled with being like You know, am I, am I black enough? Am I like, Mm -hmm. because I, do I talk this certain way or like my African parents didn't teach me, like they tell me who Sam Cooke was. And then I'm like, is that, I don't know the type of music, you know, like Uh, all all this kind of like, all this kind of stuff that I'm, cause then you start asking like, what does it mean to be? Is it, is it knowing the right references? Is Mm. it, is it like knowing the slang, you know, is it, uh. And then there's negative things that people think it means to be black too. Back then, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Man, you talk like this. Yeah, that means you're not, or you, uh, you're nerdy, or you get these kind of grades, or like." And it's all these fake classifiers that I think back then we only had because of our limited media representation. Mm-hmm. I think it was the other way around. Like people think that gangster rap or something, or like the idea of black how black movie stars were something was because it was like we are looking at what black culture is and then we are representing that in media but i actually think a lot of the other it was the other way around sometimes where record executives i know someone who was like back in the day like Mm -hmm. a dude who directed like tupac videos and whatever Mm -hmm. and these record executives who were often white would push for like more guns in here more you know let's make it like uh, Cry like that's what sells you know mm. and then that in turn influences all these people to be like I want to be like that mm. instead of the other way around <sighs> sometimes you know mm, yeah. and that's, yeah
0: I never thought of it like that yeah yeah
2: being kind of reverse engineered and it's not to say that that's not a lot of real people's life experience because like I said black people contain multitudes there's there's like a lot of black people who are poor because of the way that Just, Mm -hmm. you know, end of Jim Crow, all that shit, you know? Mm -hmm. It's real. But then there's a lot of black people who were poor who weren't gangsters too, you know? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. It just was like, that was the image that they felt like sold. And Mm -hmm. so it created this image, I think, for like all these white people of like, these are the black stereotypes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. those weren't even really
1: real all the time, Yeah. you know? And then you have your white counterparts in school, like, you're not black enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't match up with a fake idea that a, like, record executive decided to promote, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I felt like YouTube was where Mm -hmm. any of that, even still now, it's, like, where people go to see themselves or see, like, oh, he's a little bit like this. They're a little bit like that. Like, and it doesn't fit into some box. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing. Right, right, right. Once, like, just to really answer your question, um, definitely did feel that, but then kind of, you're never like fully free from it, mm-hmm. but definitely became much more comfortable with myself when I realized that any idea of what it means to be black or whatever was fake, and that, <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that if you're black, you're black, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah And that yeah. made you, that that was like, oh, like a very, like, light bulb moment. But when you're young and mm-hmm. you're in school and you're, a be, you're like, seeing, oh, man, I guess I got to, mm. if I want to fit in, I got to get, like, a, a baby blue Southpool hoodie that's really big, you know? <laughs> right. I yeah. had, we had the Dribble jeans. Yeah. And, like. That's but, the thing is, like, for some people, that's what they wanted to wear, and that's dope, Yeah. you know? Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what you could do whatever you want. That's the real, mm-hmm. like, that, that was the real light bulb. It was like, oh, I could wear this, or I could wear skater clothes if I feel like I want to skate. I mm-hmm.
1: always wanted to wear, like, I was just thinking about that the other day. I wanted to wear, like, skater sneakers in high school, and I never did. Like, I mm-hmm. had the money, and I just was like... They're gonna climb my ass if I do, but and, but they always look comfortable.
2: And that's the thing is like <laughs> it's not without real stakes because that's what was driving me was like I just like I grew up in predominantly like white like maybe like up until middle school mm-hmm. I would say it was like places that had like maybe ten percent of the school was black most of it was white the Indiana, rest, we're Indiana. Talking about. Okay. yeah yeah and, and then I I moved to a different High school that was predominantly black. And I was like feeling that same kind of like, I'm going to get clowned if I don't, you know, do this or do that. But then there was like some point, I don't remember what it was, when I just was like, oh, let me just do whatever I think is cool. And then yeah. it was like, people respect that. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because For- they respect the way that you're like, if you're, you could be wearing the coolest ass Jordans with like, You know, some uh, whatever, uh, like the South Pole and Echo or whatever. You could be wearing all the shit, but if you're walking around all insecure, looking around like, I wonder if they like me, people still smell that you're not comfortable with yourself. You'll still get clowned. Or (laughs) you could come in wearing the fucking American Eagle shit or like some skater element shirt. But if you're just comfortable, people fuck with that. They're just like, oh, (laughs) they're comfortable.
1: Right, 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 right. I I never bought Jordans because everybody... Mm -hmm. I was like, I I never... You know what I mean? I never had the
2: impulse.
0: I never owned I I was
1: like, I don't have the... And the time I wear it and it was just like, all right, only guys are giving me compliments. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm like, (laughs) I kind of want to dress for like ladies to get. You know what I mean? Like, so... But now I dress like, what? Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm just like, I'm a big fan of Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. And, like, when people ask me what my favorite comedians are, I'm like, I'm I'm a Gene Wilder, uh, Steve Martin guy. And mm-hmm. then I'll go into, like, the black... They expected, like, the black comics, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they're just like, so who's your favorite? Chappelle, Eddie. I was like, oh, I like Gene Wilder. They're like, oh, you a different kind of black. <laughs> yeah, and they're just right. like, you're... Because I am a different black. I think we all are when you're uh-huh. in today. You got, you're got you allowed to be more goofy, more expressive. Uh-huh. And you kind of, like, break the shell of other people because they're not allowed to, you know?
2: Yeah, because it's, like, all of that is, like, protection, right? Like, all the idea of, like, this is what black is or this is the box mm-hmm. to fit in. It's, like, it comes from... I mean, it all... I guess you could trace everything back to slavery, right? But <laughs> everything. And
0: what... Well, I think that if this... Correct me if I'm wrong and i uh-huh. understanding what you're saying, but in modern day, that translates
2: to white comfortability.
0: Yeah. A little
2: bit. Yeah. Or the, I, I mean, know. like... It's like... I mean, you could, you could write term papers on this shit and theses that are... And whole books mm-hmm. about I'm it. I'm sure there are, yeah. But... It's like the idea that if you're white, that for a long time was quote unquote regular
1: or mm-hmm. yeah. neutral. Yeah.
2: That is uh that is the standard. And then that means that if you're neutral, you can swing this way, you could swing that way, you could be a white like trailer park guy, or you could be a white skater, or you could be a white like I'm a like uh, kind of country club type dude, mm-hmm. and there's all these different because it was like a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Whereas like being black, because of the generational, just <laughs> all the shit that happens post slavery, post Jim Crow, whatever. There are uh, there's so much context to who mm-hmm. we are as black people that uh, that freedom. Doesn't exist in that. Mm-hmm. At least at the time, it, and now it is, you know. And, and just like you see the, the the black artists and people that everyone respects, you see them just taking, dressing wild and doing whatever. And mm-hmm. like, it, it. No one looks at like ASAP Rocky wearing like a tight shirt and goes like, "That's white." Everyone's mm-hmm. like, "That's cool." Like that's his mm. own specific style that he thinks looks dope. Yeah, and that feels like. From when I was in high school, such a step forward for mm-hmm. you know freedom and how you want to express yourself. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like if F- I was in high school now, I'd feel more freer. I think I'd find myself faster. Right. I think mm-hmm. I don't know what I mean. The kids have to go through internet bullying yeah, and the, the Instagram. So I don't know. Yeah. Like you know, my little.
0: I was surprised actually. Like when I was just home a couple months ago, I was with my little cousins, and my one of my little cousins was like, I don't like getting on the internet like she just doesn't and she's like an aspiring musician Mm -hmm. so it's kind of important a little bit for her to like start getting views and numbers Mm -hmm. and streaming and all that i'm like oh like some of them are really in that world that kind of some of the millennial generation lives in too, of just like oh no i see what this is Mm -hmm. and i don't want to value myself based on what other people perceive or the numbers of like how many likes i get and I don't know. I don't know what, cause like, I don't know.
1: Facebook was new when we were coming Mm -hmm. up and it was- She learning the crowd. Is she?
0: She's, I think she just turned 20.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. This society we live in now with like, you get in this like, metal fucking motorized thing and then you like, sit on a couch and then you're moving like, 80 miles an hour in this metal box to (laughs) go to like, it's like not how we're supposed to, and then you like, you Look at the screen in the morning. Then you go and you look at this other screen, and then you come back and you look at the other screen. It's like it's like such an abnormal lifestyle, sedentary for the most part. We're sitting for most of the part. Mm-hmm. That I just feel like our our instincts are still geared because all this stuff is recent in the last like you yeah, know hundred
0: seventy years. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Like it's so new. We're we're still cavemen. We're still like hunter gatherers in a way. So like all of our instincts are based on not getting killed. So they always like instill the type of memories of like, uh, oh, I went outside and then this lion bit my mm-hmm. leg. Now I'm gonna remember to not go outside. Right. Remember the bad things so you can stay alive. Yeah. I think that's why we all remember like- <laughs> The
0: th- scars. Yeah. Right? yeah.
2: Remember like some kid is like, bro, your teeth look weird. And then you just remember that forever. Because... <laughs> but the reason you remember it is because of some caveman shit that's not really helpful anymore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the fear,
0: (laughs) the anxiety. You're like,
2: I got to avoid this situation. So I can survive. Yeah. Yeah, socially. Socially is all the only way it helps now.
0: Wow, I never, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. Do you feel like, I, I feel like you, your relationship with the internet and like posting is very like, Whenever y'all... Whenever I need to say something, I'll be on here.
2: Now, Uh it's like that. Um, I wasn't always like that. Yeah. I definitely... I... You know, when I was, like, first trying to, like, get a manager and whatever, and I was working at that YouTube place. This is, like, 2013 through 2015. I was, like, in just... That was my whole shit was, like, I was managing comedy YouTubers, which is such a weird job. Mm-hmm. Wow, That's yeah, pretty know cool. A people have done. It, yeah, done. And it was, like, when the shit was kind of new, where people were, like, making money on there was kind of new, and monetizing was new. And my job – and I was 22, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I was supposed to advise these people on how to, like, grow their channel and how to, like, you know, do your analytics. And I would just kind of, like, look at what was succeeding and then tell these people – like, with a lot of unearned confidence, like, yeah, you should make your thumbnails look like this. But they were kind of like guinea pigs for me because I would tell them to do something and then if it wouldn't work, I'd be like, okay, I won't do that when I do my shit, you <laughs> know? And I did all that because I was so focused on this idea of let me, um, let me get enough attention to where I can get a manager and then I can actually do traditional media and I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> because I... I was kind of scared of kind of the same thing your 20-year-old cousin is saying Mm -hmm. of like, ah, I'm addicted to this or whatever. Or I would see how these other YouTube creators would be like, I got to feed the beast. I don't have any ideas, but I just got to like do some bullshit because it's Tuesday. Right. right. That's my upload schedule. And they would just be like, what's the trends right now? Harlem Shake? I guess I'll do a Harlem Shake. You know, and it's just Mm -hmm. like bullshit. And I was like, I never want to do that. So I'm just going to make like 10 of them, eight of them, whatever, and just like put those out And I'll make those pop off and then I can just kind of like not do that. But I definitely like, regardless of me being fearful of it, I did get sucked in and I Mm. was reading every comment and I was basing my uh, self-worth on like, because I would see all these positive things and i would be like, Mm. yeah, they're right. I am hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I, am, I am who I thought I was. Like they would write oh, genius dude. and I would be
1: like, yup. You know? and, You're and, a genius, and, yup.
2: And, and but then I would see like one that would call out a thing that I, like, that I think in the back of my mind, I thought where they would be like, this one was actually fucked up. Like this kind of mean that you did this in this way. And I'd be like, fuck, they're right. Am I a bad person now? And I saw myself just being like, oh, mm. fuck, I can't believe any of this. The positive or the negative. These mm. are all strangers who are just seeing a thing that I calculatedly put on the screen. They don't know me. They don't mm-hmm. know anything about me. They know what I chose to show them. So I can't take any of the positive or negative seriously. Mm. But there was a while there where I was like wildly blown by the wind of strangers' God. opinions. And, that, oh. and just imagine that being like, your entire career this for me this is like a year and a half or so i'm not strong enough to (laughs) like live in that world and not be sucked in and i i just i did at that time when i was 23 24 -hmm. it just really fucked me up and i just decided i needed to like separate from it and Mm -hmm. that's why i kind of had a new relationship with social media hopefully i mean you always keep learning and you still find yourself falling into this thing of like how many likes did this one get you know kind of mm-hmm. shit but I think I'm a little I'm way more self-aware now and I I try not to put myself in situations where like I don't read the comments of like if combi Central posts something I'm just mm-hmm. like whatever yeah, I don't yeah. I don't need to I don't want to have that in my brain I took this step back and I like just moved to Iowa and lived with my friend for about five months and didn't Mm -hmm. do stand up and, you know, taking a break Mm -hmm. from the shit. Didn't even know if I wanted to really do this industry because I was scared that no matter what, if I was doing anything like this, that it would be for ego and it would be for like trying to get fame or trying to get whatever. And I was like, that is so gross. And so I don't want to be motivated by that. And I don't know if I'm strong enough to not be. And so I had to leave. And like, kind of really like, journal a lot, a lot, and got on antidepressants, which helped my, helped me like, just not. I I didn't even know that I could be depressed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it helped me like get focused. And are under, you still on on this? I'll go on and off. Like sometimes okay. I'll be I'll be like two years without it, and then I can start to feel like the beginnings of the feelings of like, oh, I don't want to be in this place where I'm like unmotivated and lazy and stuff, I think mm-hmm. I should get back on a dose. And then I'll, it, but it's it's all about for me, like this balance thing. Like if I'm doing all the things in my life I need to be doing in order to stay balanced, mm-hmm. I don't need to be on them. Like if I'm running and yeah. I'm getting enough sleep and I'm like doing some form of creative, like whether it's me writing a lot of stand-up or it's me like journaling or whatever, I'm pretty balanced. But if I get in a place where it's like, oh, work has been crazy and I haven't been able to exercise or I'm not really spending enough time with friends and getting this social interaction, my balance is off. I need that as like a mm-hmm. almost crutch to not fall into, like I've described it to people before, almost like depression is like this, you're like in a well and mm-hmm. there's, you're at the bottom, you can see up there, there's like some way out, but you're like, you have no handholds and you can't climb up mm-hmm. and then antidepressants or for some people's therapy, for some people's whatever, that's like a ladder to get you up to the top and now you're standing on the edge and then
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether you're gonna fall back in or not is based all upon like, however you're, you know, okay, yeah, what, what, yeah what's, my, what's my little recipe for maintaining my stasis what they call baseline exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but at the end of the day it's just you have some idea of what you're trying to achieve and how good you think you can be or how good something can be and i'm just competing with that idea in my head of yeah. like can i meet my own standards mm-hmm. and that is a very worthy challenge because it's like (laughs) it's so hard to meet the idea of what you think is actually good with the stuff you actually make
1: Mm -hmm. you know that's great because I feel like at times you are competing with your better self that lives in a different dimension Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that person is like watching you just like oh you're just gonna okay yeah exactly okay they're
2: like oh okay I guess you're just you're just gonna go like skip the the, the mic tonight or you're gonna just like not work on that thing that you know you should be doing. You're gonna go see Doctor Strange
1: too instead. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. even
2: really want to see, or yeah, you know, like
1: <laughs> okay, cool, yeah, all right. Well, you know, I'll, I'll be here <laughs> in the back of your head. <laughs>
0: I like what you're saying about the the, the worthy challenge
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I think. And I've read this in a couple of books, but just most of life is struggle. Yeah, It is actually just the pursuit mm-hmm. you may never get yeah the thing 100 most of it is just trying so like you got to enjoy
2: however you're
0: trying
2: yeah i used to be so focused on just the outcome mm-hmm. that i would work myself into mental sickness yeah based on I need to grind to get this fucking blah. That's all that matters. Ooh. Relationships in my life don't matter. Yep. Th- th- don't matter. All yep. that matters is the bottom line. Yep. And then I would get what I thought I was the thing that I wanted, and you feel so empty. And then you're like, okay, this isn't a good way to sustain a life. It's not a. It's not a good way to, because you, you are you at every moment. It's not mm-hmm. like you achieve a thing or you get uh, the number of followers or you get the uh, blah and then you're like oh now i'm you know <laughs> you're still you I did it <laughs> yeah this amount of followers makes me feel i mean because that's the thing is like <laughs> donald glover is still don glover he was don glover when he was it didn't have shit going on yeah and he's still the same guy who it, he's not, it doesn't change your, the experience of your every, I mean, it does in that you have more money so you can have like a nicer bed and a nicer house, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't change the, like what your brain is inside your head. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like. The internal. Yeah. Because we're
0: always, ex, we're, we're looking for these external senses of a, approval and
2: yeah. I, I love know. that. I mean, this is like the oldest, corniest, like, live, laugh, love, put it on the wall type quote, but that thing, wherever you go, there you are, I think about that all the time. Mm. Wherever you go, there you are. No cap. Yeah. No cap. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you, <laughs> to gonna hold you back. You, bro. That's, that's P. That's P. <laughs> that's P right there. Wherever hey, you are, that's where you're at. the end of the day, low key? <laughs> yeah. That's P. P. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of it's busted if you think about it. <laughs> if you really think about it, it's busted.
1: <laughs> All right, one last question. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a, you're a meditating guy or you're a praying guy?
2: Running is the thing okay. mm. that's been the most consistent in my life. Go I've for. It. Re- I've read things about that. It fights depression. Yeah, it literally. Twenty minutes the of sweat, cardiovascular activity yeah. five times a week is, I think, the biggest antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think it's like that shit of like you earn your meal or whatever. You feel you just feel so much more satisfied in yeah. life when you feel like you did some work, you did yeah. something.
0: Everybody out there, man! If you're sad, if you live in a place where it's <laughs> the weather's nice enough, go for a run or a walk. Walks are great, That's okay too. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you, you know where you can find us at High Power Pod on IG. Check us out. All the other episodes at HighPowerPod.com. And uh, we love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Later. Y'all. This podcast is brought to you by We Got You Kent Folk the first suicide prevention hotline for black males. Try giving us a call and talk with conspiracy theory cousin. Hey, bro, kill yourself if you want to, cub. I'm just trying to tell you it's a simulation, bro. It's all white after this. Or, of course, try mama. You can't kill yourself right now. We just had to buy the new refrigerator. The dog just got the worms fixed. And stop playing. You know you got the sing on Sunday. We got you, kinfolk. Saving the world one black man at a time.